Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. Until now, Valencia, with its 800,000 inhabitants, may be more known for its mild climate and lovely beaches than for its incredibly collaborative and forward-looking energy policy. In part two of our ECF Collaboration Lab series, we dive into Valencia's impressive efforts to involve the local community in energy and climate matters. A big change of culture is about to happen. In this episode, I chatted with some of the people who are driving this change, Carmen Castells, Valencia Energy Office, and Fernando González. Fernando is secretary of the association which manages the energy community in the neighborhoods of Ayora and Algiros. The city already counts several local energy cooperatives, but what was missing until now was an energy community. Carmen and Fernando share the work they are doing to build strong energy communities and push Valencia forward. Hello, Carmen and Fernando. Welcome to City Stories. Thank you. Hello, thank you. Our conversation might go into many different directions or topics today, uh, but I think it might be nice to start off with each of you quickly presenting yourself. Can you just say your name and say which organization you're representing? Maybe ladies first. <laughs> Hello, I'm Carmen Castell. Um, I'm working as a renewable energy technician at the energy office in the municipality of Valencia. Mm -hmm. What about you, Fernando? Well, I'm Fernando González. I am from Valencia and I am, I am a member of the energy community of the neighborhood of Fayora and Algiros. Great. Now I would like to um, take a look into why Valencia is doing what it is currently doing. You're both here because uh, you are quite pioneers uh, in energy community matters. Carmen, can you tell us what is the driving factor in Valencia for this current very progressive energy policy? So the main driving factors in Valencia are um, the political leadership on energy transition uh, because uh, the city of Valencia want, want to take part on this energy transition and, and to be an example for other cities as well. So, and also the interest from citizens in relation to the uh, climate uh, urgency. Mm -hmm. So, in this aspect, uh, the City Council uh, set up a roadmap for the energy transition uh, towards uh, 2050. And uh, we have different uh, policies and the strategy. For example, uh, Valencia City uh, seen the Convenant of Mayors uh, some years ago. And uh, also, uh, we want to have 100 energy communities in the city by 2030. Wow, that's a big number. <laughs> Amazing. I know the citizens are at the core of Valencia's energy transition, and they will also help you reach this, uh, this bold number. Uh, and many decisions are already being taken with and for those citizens. Um, Carmen, again, can you please tell us what is currently happening in Valencia around energy for citizens and energy democracy? Well, historically, uh, different associations were working on that, uh, on re renewable energy, but also 
uh, on energy transition, taking in account uh, democracy values. So they were working also on, for example, energy poverty aspects. And the city council uh, wants also to promote a new energy model. Uh, so um, uh, regarding the energy communities, we are we are going to launch uh, two energy communities, and there are some initiatives uh, from uh, about energy communities from other. Um, uh, uh, from other organizations, for example, from NGOs or schools, there are there are now starting to be some more initiatives for energy communities. Great. Before I get to to these other initiatives and especially, um, yeah, the role of the community, um, and before I ask Fernando to give his point of view, I, I have another question to you, Carmen, because I tried to imagine what all this was like still uh, a few years ago. I guess everything started with um, raising awareness, explaining the benefits of renewable energy to the Valencians. What tools did you use to reach out to citizens and which arguments worked best? I think that's something that can really also be very interesting for other cities who want to um, get on that same lane. <laughs> Well, in fact, uh, two years ago, uh, the City Council uh, launched this energy office uh, uh, in the city of Valencia. So in this energy office, uh, people can get information about different aspects on energy and also on renewable energies. So we give advice and mm -hmm. we are doing workshops for, uh, for increasing the awareness and information for the citizens. It is very important that the citizen have all the information and not always is accessible. Um, we are gonna organizing events as well. Uh, we organized in in last month, uh, the Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, with workshops and with a meeting uh, with the two energy communities. Uh, and uh, well, about the arguments you were asking, uh, some arguments are uh, sustainability, also the economic factor is important. And also, uh, I would say the use of local renewable resource that we have a lot here in Spain, <laughs> and instead <laughs> of fossil fuels, that is uh, a resource that comes from, from other territories. So this energy office is like a one-stop shop for the energy transition? Can, can we call it like that? Yes, yes. <laughs> Fernando, you are from the other, from the citizen side. Um, can you please take us back to the very beginning of the young energy community you are involved in? How did it all start? Yes, yeah, sure. Well, it started last year thanks to the energy office. As Carmen said, um, thanks to these uh, workshops and briefings that they were uh, showing to to. To, to the neighbors of, mm -hmm. of, of the community. So they were, and of course, still are pushing this, I guess, I believe, disrupting and challenging projects in the city and gathered and guided the neighbors that were interested, interested step by step. The office took this leadership and has given to the members, to us, of the energy community, the knowledge and tools to become an official and finally a legal association mm -hmm. as a first step to that is needed to perform any further action 
as, as an energy community that is pursuing this energy self-consumption, no? that it's our, our main goal. And mm -hmm. to be honest, right now we are at this point, at this very beginning of this amazing way. And in fact, we are still getting to know each other the members of the community so uh, we have just started and and we are excited for for this project that is coming yeah it sounds exciting and it, it sounds great to see that the city council helped you with so much uh, expertise to to get the ball, ball uh, rolling and what services will your community offer is it is it uh, essentially energy generation or do you foresee any other uh, energy services Well, by now, the basic one, as you say, uh, uh, energy generation, self-production to cover some ratio of energy consumption of the community members during the day. This is our first and main goal of the community for the short term. The purpose is to achieve this one and then we will be able to think in other services or, or opportunities that could arise. But to be honest, we are not thinking right now, right now in, in, this, in these other options. Just step by step. This sounds reasonable. And starting with the small steps actually also was an advice from our colleagues in Strasbourg, whom I've interviewed last December. They said it's better to, to start with the, let's say, low-hanging fruits, even though these are not, not that easy uh, either. But you can still uh, expand and uh, develop further services later. So um, I think it's a good, a good strategy. Now to another topic, which is, is often overlooked, um, and I know that energy poverty is an issue in Valencia. Do you connect the energy community that, that is being set up with an objective of reducing uh, this problem and of making the life of people who have a hard time paying their energy bill a, a bit easier? Carmen, uh, I guess you are the one who's who's working on that. Yes, it's one of the challenges that we have here in Valencia uh, to connect energy communities with the uh, uh, energy poverty. And in fact, we are going to collaborate with an energy community that will take place in a school. It's a, it's a project that is starting just now. Mm -hmm. And the energy generated will supply families in an energy poverty situation. Excellent. And, and those families are nearby the school, I guess. Yes, uh, the families are uh, near the schools. The the school, sorry, and uh, it will be in collaboration as well uh, with the municipal social services. Mm -hmm. Valencia's approach sounds really very much focused on on equity and and as we already said, the effort to get really closest to the citizens. That's really amazing, and um, we don't hear that that often uh, in European cities. It's still something that is a bit lacking. This requires new social innovation processes also to communicate and to really take care of the community. Carmen, can you say um, from, from the energy office point of view, what what are the information spots that, that you've created in the neighborhoods? I mean, the energy office is, as such is certainly already one. And you already mentioned also some of the like trainings or workshops that you organize. Is there is is that essentially uh, the way you get in touch with citizens? Yes, we are in close contact with the association of the city, and uh, well, it is a strong point to reach uh, uh, the citizens at the end. 
and uh, we have made innovation processes regarding to the, for example, in the energy communities, we have organized a, a participatory a participatory project. No, and in this way, mm -hmm. uh, we have made some workshops. And now, for example, because we uh, we have created a working group uh, for um, uh, for leading the project, the the two projects uh, of the energy communities. So we we organize meetings, we organize training sessions, and for example, uh, uh, last month we went to a photovoltaic plant to visit mm -hmm. this plant. So we are mm -hmm. always thinking and <laughs> uh, creating new activities for uh, at the end for approaching the energy to the citizens. And you already have a bit of experience in this as well. I mean, it, it's not that new. And I know that you've pre prepared what you call the Prosume Roadmap in already in 2018. Uh, what it is? What is it about? And and um, since then, do you see really also a change in the citizens' willingness to participate? Well, first of all, in all those awareness raising activities, but then uh, especially in the energy production. Yes, the prosumer has been one of the first steps to support the development of renewable energy uh, in the city. So this project. Uh, well, uh, in this project, we identified barriers and opportunities and the solutions to apply. So, so now we are yeah, applying these solutions. So, for example, the city council is removing barriers uh, for um, simplifying, for example, some procedures for installing photovoltaic systems. And for example, uh, we have a new in economic incentive in the city of Valencia for mm -hmm. the people that decide to have uh, solar installations, PV panels for thermal uh, solar installations. And um, uh, well, uh, the, uh, this is challenge. Uh, this is changing. Uh, so there are more and more citizens interested in uh, in the self consumption, the rising of Price, electricity prices um, is uh, influencing. Hmm. And I guess the, the, the overall national framework um, has certainly become more favorable as well, right? I mean, at, at EU level, we have the uh, Renewables Directive, which is being transposed, and there have been some very positive um, developments in Spain. Yes, yes. Uh, it, there's uh, step by step, and... Uh, Maybe uh, not in the um, not as fast as we would like, but uh, <laughs> yes, it's always in the good direction. Direction. So, yes, step by step, we are yes uh, improving this, and uh, and there are more and more citizens, and there are more and more installations in the city of Valencia. That sounds very positive, and. Um, Fernando, I'm I'm super glad actually to have both a city representative and someone from the citizen side with me today. Um, and that's why I would like to ask you, how did the cooperation between your community and the city start? What what actually triggered the first contacts? 
Well, it was triggered thanks to the energy office, as Carmen said uh, before, uh, thanks to these uh, workshops and briefings. Uh, they, 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 we, we had the opportunity, people, citizens, to, to be informed and about in two ways how uh, this uh, energy production works for self-managed communities and on the other hand how the project and the process would be so mm -hmm. they, they, they were really pushing this 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 with us and spreading the the info among us so the finally it was uh, they were the, the they were the the trigger for 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 this and i believe but i believe that the process started much earlier by ourselves no um, from what i know after talking to other members of of the community we already had our own projects in mind or at least desires to have solar production in some way and i believe the real trigger was this awareness of sustainability and change in the energy model no change the how how things are right now and trying to to be more independent and and sustainable mm -hmm. so the 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 willingness from people or the enthusiasm was already there and the city actually helped with its uh, great support to kind of speed up the the movement right Yeah, definitely. I believe so. Um, uh, because people want to do things, but uh, sometimes uh, governments or or institutions are not there to to give us the opportunity. And in this case, I believe uh, the Valencian Council and the office is doing a really good job. And um, the city council works, you already said it, Carmen, with a lot of different stakeholders. You mentioned the different local associations. You certainly also work with, I don't know, maybe companies. Are, what are the collaboration challenges for you, considering that you have all those very diverse stakeholders in your, in, in your daily work? Uh, we have made a lot of effort to contact associations. We are, so we are in contact with associations, universities, companies, educational centers, and other public, public entities. So, so we would like to involve more and more citizens and um, more organizations uh, to reach uh, most of citizens. Which, which ones are still missing in your in your list and in your activities? Well, I would say that we we have contacted a lot of of the all all of of all type of organizations, but uh, of course we cannot reach all, all the educational centers or all these associations. So we started uh, with uh, with those that are near the energy office, and we would like to expand to the rest of the city of Valencia. Mm -hmm. Now I'm already getting to my last question. It was quite uh, quite quick uh, this time. Um, and this is related to the collaboration lab that um, Energy Cities organized uh, in spring, thanks to the European Climate Foundation. And you, Carmen, you participated with some colleagues from the city, but also uh, from the civil society. You met the guys from Prague and from Uxa in Italy, who are both still at the very beginning of an energy community creation. And um, those who are interested in it, they can actually listen to the episodes uh, in which I'm interviewing those uh, colleagues. 
so Carmen, what are your main takeaways from this meetup? So it, it is always uh, good to share information with other partners that are working on the same issues. So so it's very enriching for our projects, and I get and I I would like that it it's the the same case for them to you know that we have been an example for them as well. It certainly was. That's uh, at least the feedback that I got from from different partners. I think they learned a lot as well from Valencia. You're really uh, progressing nicely and really along the residents' uh, needs and desires. That's what is really um, important, and you do it in a in a very sensitive way. I, I would say. Um, so um, we'll get back to you in a few years, I would say, to see how far along uh, that track uh, to 2050 you are by then. For now, Carmen and Fernando, thank you so much for joining me for this ECF Collaboration Lab episode. I'm really, really grateful for your time and I'm wishing you good luck for the further development of the energy communities that are just uh, coming out of the out of Earth right now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And for our listeners, tell us what you think about this episode by commenting on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes or YouTube. And if you like this episode with Carmen and Fernando, please tell other people about us and share it with your friends and partners. This episode and the before-mentioned Collaboration Lab were made possible thanks to funding from the European Climate Foundation. The European Climate Foundation is an international non-profit organization and its great team promotes climate and energy policies all over Europe. In 2019, the foundation launched its Energy Democracy Program, which focuses on the support of community energy projects, both at the EU and at national levels. Check out their website, europeanclimate.org, europeanclimate.org.